Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of The Now Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast, pre-4th of July edition. Uh, you got drunk history last Friday, 97 minutes of skooks, or thereabout, on the 91-92 Saints. So, uh, And you got a bunch of quick shots from me and Andrew. So you're getting your money's worth, people, but you still need to donate because we got to keep the lights on, and, and Kevin needs wrestling tights and horse steroids. Uh, so donate if you can. Um, look. Uh, yeah, I finally started. I, I'm starting to, you know, really commit myself to working out more and really pushing myself. And let me tell you something. Those yep. horse steroids, I will be jacked. He's down to like one, you, do, one dozen. Donuts you got to keep your dad. You got to keep your dad bod, though. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely. Well, that's the plan. Like, I'm just going to eat like 6000 calories a day and just and just do nothing but like bench press and curls. Do you even lift, bro? And, and, like, I'll just have, like, a giant tire around me. Like, I, I want to be built like a barrel. <laughs> I want to – you need to, like – you want to – you need to tweet that out and then pin it with, like, a picture of a barrel. And that should be your pin tweet. I want to be built like a barrel. Um, so, look, thankfully – <laughs> the Saints didn't have any horrible news and lose another. No, got, no one got injured this week. No Woo! one got injured. Yet. And now that you assholes have said it, it's going to happen uh, later this evening. One, one guy's going to step on his kid's freaking Lego and fall down his uh, flight of stairs at his house. Ellerby's going to fracture his foot in nine different places. Um, so look, as we get closer to training, we get we we kind of run out of topics. So we do like fun goofiness. So this week, uh, before we get to Twitter questions, if anybody has them, uh, we were trying to kick around ideas, and we were like, "What should the idea? Should we do who's likely more likely to make this the playoffs, the Saints or the Pelicans?" We were like, "Nah." So then we're pulling out the one that we've been saving, and this is a good. This is going to be a good show, I think. Most overrated Saint of all time. And we'll nominate mm. them, and then we'll put a Twitter poll up, and you you can be interactive and you can vote, depending on when you listen to this podcast. So uh, I'm going to go first, and I think Andrew's going to p- want to punch Just me. Just set the-, the poll for seven days. Like You can yeah. set the poll for seven yeah, days. Yeah, I'll set so. the poll for seven days. So I think I'm going to nominate my person first, 
and then we'll vote and everybody can vote in the poll. I think my person, Andrew's going to want to punch me in the balls. Because my most overrated saint uh, is one of my favorite saints, but he's so overrated, is Dalton Hilliard. No! Yes. No, why? Here's the thing with Dalton Hilliard. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Dalton Hilliard, uh, yes, he's high in the Saints' career rushing list, but after he had maybe the finest Saints season by a running back ever in 1989, but if I told you after 89, Dalton Hilliard never again rushed for um, – 450 yards in a season his last four years of his career he uh he never had more than 79 rushes in a year and the thing is like we love Dalton here because in 86 87 88 and 89 he was awesome and his and I, we talked about this on Drunk but History. If you're acknowledging that, how can you say he's overrated? Because I think his last his 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 last four years are awful because he injured his he knee. Blew out his knee. Yeah, he blew out his knee, and yeah, well, it people, happens. That's half, but that's half De- his. Deuce McAllister blew out his knee too. Yeah, but Deuce McAllister had four one thousand yard years. Dalton Hilliard had had two years above eight hundred yards, and you know, I just think. Fans, we look back and we, because his 1989 is just so great, we forget that he really had an 800-yard year, a 1,200-yard year, and the rest of his career, he broke 500 yards one time. And that's not that great. Uh, you make me sick, Ralph. And the thing is, and this is totally not his fault, but his knee, we didn't know it at the time, but his him blowing out his knee in 1990, like it slammed the door shut on the more years. Because I believe firmly, if you put Dalton Hilliard uh, on those more teams, like 1989, Dalton Hilliard on 91, 92, they probably win a playoff game. But it doesn't matter. And we forget that like six of his years with the Saints are kind of like, ugh, you know? And I just think like he's 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 really overrated because we love him and nostalgia clouds the you know the last four right. years of his career. So that is my nom that's my nominee for most overrated. You're a horrible person. First of all, <laughs> I, I think I'm I'm allowed a, a rebuttal here now. You can rebuttal. You can rebuttal. Okay. First of all, as a kid growing up, like Dalton Hilliard is what like it it fully sunk in for me in the late eighties when there was a running back for LSU, and I was just starting to discover football, just starting to really get into it. And the Saints draft a running back out of LSU that was a superstar, and so I'm really getting excited, really pumped. Dalton Hilliard could do it all. He could throw the football. They used to run the halfback pass with him all the time, and I think he had like four or five passing touchdowns in his career. Yeah. That year he, that year he had an 89, I'll never forget, he led the NFL with 18 touchdowns, which at the time, like, you know, since then we've seen LaDainian Tomlinson do it a bunch and Terrell Davis, you know, did it, you know, like 20 touchdowns. And uh, I'm sure Le'Veon Bell has come closer. So there, there's guys that have done it since. But at the time, scoring 18 touchdowns in a year when offenses weren't producing the kind of numbers they do now was unheard of. So, like, his season that year where he had 1,200 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns, and another 500 receiving, it was a borderline. I mean, he had almost 2,000 all-purpose yards. It was a historic year, not only for the Saints, but like in terms of the landscape of the NFL at the time. 
And he blew out his knee, and you know he was never the same player afterwards, but he was so good on third down. He was such a good third down back uh, that even though he wasn't the runner he used to be, uh, the Saints still had tons of use for him. He, he basically became like their utility back because he had such great hands out of the backfield. He could run, he could catch, but, he could block, he could throw. He was one of those. He was like a Pierre Thomas. And but no, why? He, but, he wasn't Reggie Bush. He wasn't, you know, the most electrifying running back of all time. But he was a workman running back that could do it all. Like here, Here's my thing for, for him being overrated is there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What's the, you know, we consider like Dalton here like one of the great Saints players of all time, maybe top 15, would you say? Great Saints running backs? Oh, no, of, of great Saints players of all or, or great. You would say, is he a top four Saints running back of all time? Top five for sure, yeah, top four. What's yeah. the difference between him and Ruben Mays? Like, no one ever talks about Ruben Mays being, like, a great Saints running back. Like, what's the difference? Ruben Mays had two good years and then blew out his knee. Dalton Hilliard had two good years and then blew out his knee. Like, there's Like, what's the difference? Well, for me, the difference is that Ruben Mays, first of all, he didn't play as long. Like Dalton Hilliard had more of a prolonged career. He scored a touchdown in the playoffs against the Falcons, which at the time was super exciting. But Ruben Mays, I mean, in my opinion, had an amazing rookie season. He was incredible. And then he sucked every year after that. He was never the same after his rookie year. No, he had 1,300, 900, 600, and 500 yards. Yeah, it kept going down and down. I mean, he... Yeah. He never recreated his rookie season. I but, think Dalton Hilliard, while you know, he, he kind of peaked in 89, and then he was kind of never the same, but he still produced as a receiving back. And so that's the thing. Like He was able to hang on with the Saints for about you know eight, nine-year career as a running back, as a receiving if back. Ruben Mays went he, to, he played like double the years for the Saints that Ruben Mays did. Yeah, but if Ruben Mays went to Tulane, I think like Ruben Mays would be just as iconic. Yeah, but he didn't. Damn it. <laughs> I like that. That's that's the best. That's the best rebuttal ever. But he didn't. Damn it. No, no stats. No facts. Just pure emotion. I like I mean, that. How can you say? Listen, you put Dalton Hilliard in '89 
Can, can you name a better season by a Saints running back ever? Like maybe George Rogers. 86, Ruben Mays ran for 13, 1,350. Yeah, but he didn't score 18 touchdowns and have 500 yards receiving. Uh, he and, and throw for like five touchdowns. He, <laughs> it felt like he threw for five touchdowns. He felt like he did it every. <laughs> he felt like he did it. He felt like he did it twice a year against the Rams. I'll give you that. Roommates yeah. averaged four point seven yards a carry, and he caught seventeen passes. No, that's fair. I mean, but I just feel like I feel like the the. the I mean, maybe Deuce over- has had better years than Dalton Hilliard, but you take Deuce out, you take a couple years that George Rogers has had. I, I mean, I would put Dalton Hilliard's 89 season up against any running back in Saints history. Yeah, but that's one year. That's my point. That's like it's- Yeah, but how can you say he's overrated when he did it on the field? Like the guys we're about to talk about actually never had good <laughs> Okay, well, that was my nominee. So, uh, Andrew, go ahead. Who's your nominee? For- yeah, I have to say as a kid, like I had a st- the, the uh, starting lineup, uh, you know, the little figurine. And I still have it, and it's like my Dalton Hilliard starting lineup figure. Yeah, I saw a stat that really sw- that really torpedoed my Dalton Hilliard as overrated. We'll get to it at the end when we vote. I got to be honest, but it, it 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 sort of torpedoed me. He was a good kick returner too. Yeah. Um. So me for me, it's Bobby Abair. Oh, praise and, the Lord. Yeah, and and you know I think a lot of people would say he's one of the best, if not you know top five. I would say quarterback in, in team no. history fuck no fuck no fuck no but keep going yeah Sorry the thing for me is he he was a totally average quarterback and being generous it, it, you know i think a bear like you got to look at what breeze has in his career defensively with the saints a bear was the exact opposite a bear played in as dominant as the saints offense is right now and has been under sean payton with Jim Moore, it was the exact opposite. With the de- it was the same thing with the defense. It was the dome patrol that dominated teams so much that basically all they had to do offensively was tread water, kick the occasional field goal, and they'd win the game. That was literally that was all they had to do. And Bobby Abair, you know, you'll look at his career record with the Saints, which is forty nine and twenty six. That might be a better win percentage than Breeze. Uh, with the Saints, I mean, and, and he had a terrific record. He threw um, a lot like, of picks, though, dude. He, he threw th- a lot of picks, and and he kept games interesting. I mean, and, he was the least clutch quarterback ever. That's the thing. The only time I ever saw Bobby Abair be clutch was when he was playing for the Falcons against the Saints. Yeah, literally the only time. Bobby Abair rarely had like the only like game winning drive late in a game I can remember is the Seattle game in '91, but he was. Not that clutch, but Kevin, if I no, ask- look, his quarterback rating was seventy eight point zero, totally pedestrian, one hundred and twenty four <laughs> touchdowns, ninety eight interceptions. Kevin, if I said totally if I, pedestrian, if I said to you, Bobby Abair, his highest touchdown total with the Saints in a given year, what would be your guess? <sighs> like, what would be his like best year with the Saints? His his ceiling. Let's see. If you guess 24, mate, 20, 22, 23. His best year with the Saints was 20 touchdowns in 1988. He threw for three. How many picks did he throw? 15. Jesus Christ. He threw for 3,000. I mean, I know it's a different time and all. He threw for 3,000 yards twice with the Saints. He threw his best touchdown total is 20. He never threw less than, um, 
He never threw less than eight picks, and in the year he threw eight picks, he only started nine games. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in context for you. His highest QB rating ever in a season was 82.9. That was his best with the Saints ever. Breeze, by comparison, his worst, his absolute worst season was 89.4. So Breeze's absolute worst year of his career with the Saints is better than Bear's best in yeah. terms of efficiency and rating. And so to me, again, that points to he was on a team that you know, and he had guys like Ruben Mays and, and Dalton Hilliard and a terrific receiver and Eric Martin and a very good offensive line that protected what was otherwise a very poor quarterback. They loved him, though. Like, the Dome Patrol loved him, I guess, because they knew he was the best they had. But, like, yeah. people are, people always argue me with me that, that Abair was better than Aaron Brooks, dude. Aaron Brooks is, like, his, his worst year with the Saints was – 2005, which is the Katrina year, which you can kind of throw out. Like, and Aaron, he was injured. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Brooks never threw let from 2001 to 2004 when he was the Saints starting. He never threw less than 20 touchdowns. Yet, granted, he threw sick. He threw. He threw, he did throw a lot of picks. Uh, but I mean, he he his, his overall like for me. A bear not be for, for me to me. A bear being one of the quarterbacks on the the 50th anniversary team is a joke. Yeah, I mean, he, 85 touchdowns and 75 interceptions. I'm sorry that 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 was during his time with the Saints. Uh, 85 touch. It's almost one to one. Kevin, I feel like with the tw- if if Bobby A bear in this and if this if the 90 early 90s Saints was transformed. If we- Bobby A bear was the quarterback on the Saints team now, they would go 0 and 16 every year. <laughs> If Breeze was on the team that Bobby Aber played on, the Saints would have won five Super Bowls. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know about five, but I mean, I, like, I definitely think they'd, they'd have, have made an NFC five. I don't know that five. Jim, God damn it! I don't five. know that. I don't know that Jim Moore would have let him loose like he needed to be, and their running game still sucked. But Breeze definitely would have been more clutch, I think. So, so we have Dalton here. You, you, you know, you know, when I was on my honeymoon. With with my wife. With who? Yeah, my, my wife. wife. When I was on my honeymoon, it was in Hawaii and Maui, and in the four seasons where we were staying was Joe Montana, and I I met him and I talked to him. He's a super nice guy, and I told him I I didn't like him as a as a kid growing up because I was a huge Saints fan, and I was like, you broke my heart every year, and he was and he said to me, yeah, man, you the Saints. He was like, you know. That the Cajun Cannon, your quarterback, he said, just wasn't good enough. That was the one comment he said to me about the Saints in those yeah. years. Like he kind of attributed that team. He was like, defense was awesome, your quarterback wasn't good enough. That was his comment. <laughs> so yeah, I met I met Joe Montana once too. <laughs> did you? I actually did. Joe Montana when I was working at uh, Channel Four. Uh, we were in the morning uh, assignment meeting where, like, all the reporters and the producers are, like, sitting in the news director's office. And Montana was in the building being interviewed for something. And then it was like, oh, hey, why don't you just come walk through the newsroom and tell everybody hi. And so he comes in the newsroom and then he strides into the uh, – like, he's led into the news director's office. And he's like, hey, everybody. You know, tall guy, Joe Cool, the, 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 the full deal. And sure enough, a guy our age – says to him the same roughly the same thing you said like 
man, you, you know, my childhood was wrecked because of you and all this kind of stuff. And he starts signing like autographs for people. And he comes up to me and I just flat out tell him, I said, yeah, listen, you were maybe like my third or fourth favorite person on Tecmo Super Bowl. That's a body of chief. <laughs> he was good on the Super Bowl. And he just, he Too stared hard. at me and, and then just moved right along. <laughs> so, that was about it. That's my, my brush uh, with John. My, my wife played his son, not not the one that quarterback. Yeah. Uh, not the one that quarterback Tulane, but the older one uh, who went to Notre Dame, I think, was a backup. But uh, my wife played him in ping pong and beat him twenty one, beat him twenty one to three. Hmm. Um, True story. Kevin so, sounds like uh, he's nah. speak a spell. Yep. Wait, I, I I said, and then Joe Montana went upstairs to masturbate. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> probably pro- might be the might might be the greatest Saturday Night Live skit by an athlete or Peyton Manning's PSA. It's close. I'll give I'll give I'll give Joe Montana that. So Kevin, who is your most overrated saint? Uh it's a good thing I live in St. Louis now because uh I would I would almost assuredly have somebody come and try and egg my house for this. Um <laughs> I hope Barry's listening. Oh my god. Uh I'm going with Archie Manning. Ooh, it's yeah. Explain it. Shots fired. Shots fired. Here, proverbial pin drop. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So Archie, like nice guy. You know, shill used to shill for uh, Mick McElwain uh, Automotive and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, New it, Orleans it, icon. Yeah, New Orleans icon. Uh, great guy. Uh, Ole Miss, you know, SEC uh, guy and yada, yada, yada. But he was shit. <laughs> he was shit as a, as a professional football player. And uh, listen, yeah. listen, had he been uh, – now, listen, had he been drafted by, by – An NFL professional by, team? Yeah, but by an actual NFL team and not, and not a fucking uh, NFL Europe team – masquerading as an American team, uh, he'd have had a better career. He might have gone to the Hall of Fame. I don't know. But guess what? He was drafted by a shit team, and he had a shit career because of it. And, he, you know, that's that's about it. The guy – now, Juge went off on his numbers here with Bobby Hebert. His career, His career numbers – you you make you make fun of and you say Bobby Weber had had a pedestrian career passer rating. Manning blew <laughs> that out the water. He had a career passer rating of sixty seven point one. Sixty seven point one. His touchdown to interception ratio. At least Bobby Weber threw more touchdowns than picks. Archie was one twenty five to one seventy three. And here's the thing. Here's the fear. His career completion percentage was fifty five point two. This guy would be this guy would be a camp body <laughs> at best. He would be like fighting for a he'd be fighting for third spot on the roster with a fifth round draft pick out of Youngstown State. With the, that career. It, 
It was the thing that's that's that, that's hard with Brutal. Arden is they were they 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 the Saints weren't even competent except in like seventy eight seventy nine. So and it, they could they never they never had a winning record and the, they and the, never had, and and, listen listen I know you can point and say. That man, the whole t- you know, the team was shit. The offensive line was garbage. The defense was trash. And yes, it absolutely was. The coaching was piss poor. But you're asking me to name the most overrated player, and everybody and their fucking mother swears up and down about Archie. They you know, swear he's really great. Like our Archie truthers in their heart of hearts truly believe that if if you had put Archie on any other team, he would be a Hall of Fame quarterback with you know amazing statistics and and super bowls to back it up Mm, i think he would have been really good because i think there was there was there was some really good a little bit there was some decent years the the thing with archie though is is that they were only good they were only a competent nfl team like in 77 and really 78 and 79 with archie and the thing is in those years in every big game they had Archie was fucking terrible and 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 you could say well you didn't watch no I watched I I don't remember his name god bless him he there's a guy that you can you can email him and be like dude give me all the games from the 70 whatever year Saints and he has them all and I have 77 78 and 79 all the Saints games on DVD I've watched them all and against the Raiders in the second half when they collapsed Archie was pathetic in that second half against <laughs> Atlanta when they lost um, in 79. They lost the opener uh, because of the, in the overtime on the punt, Archie was fucking terrible. They, he, he couldn't complete a pass in the fourth quarter against um, San Diego after the, the Oakland game. He was fucking ter- like in every big game in those years, Archie Manning was awful in the big spots. And the thing is, you can make an argument, Archie's best year personally is the 1980 Saints when they uh were 1 in 15. Because he was just all right. chuck, chucking the ball all over the place. But and, and and the only defense of Archie is Google Paul Zimmerman, Archie Manning and read the like feature about him and like it's like 1982 I think and like Paul Zimmerman like lists all the Saints bad drafts in the 70s and it's just fucking you're like, oh my god, I don't believe this is terrible. But it's like you wait, said, wait, Kevin. On, like facts, wait, facts. I'm not done. I'm okay, not done. Go ahead, this go motherfucker, he was. Listen, a tremendous athlete. Tremendous athlete. He got drafted by. He got drafted to be in 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 baseball, and he he opted for football, and he was named the the, the quarterback of the century or the of the quarter century for the SEC. So the well, guy, that's why like, the, that's why the truthers loved him because he was a right? tremendous athlete. Yeah. Right. Tremendous it's like athlete. Michael, it's like the Ma- Michael Vick factor. Yeah. Right. Tremendous athlete, and then he gets up to the pros, and he can't. He can't do anything. He was so the the team was so bad, and he was so bad around him. He had defenses feeling sorry for him. He. The, the funny thing with the Paul Zimmerman column was, Archie Manning was part of the reasons. Like until the until the probably till like in the last. Would you say 15 years, Andrew? Like teams in the last 15, 20 years was is the first time like teams would draft a quarterback and play them early, right? Like that's a fairly new yeah. thing. Like Archie was the card. Like in that Paul Zimmerman column, NFL teams is like Archie. That's why you don't play a quarterback till year three. 
Because look what happened to fucking Archie Manning. The Saints, like, played him from day one, and it killed him. And it ruined his career. Like, Archie was literally the cautionary tale of why you don't play a rookie quarterback. You know? Um, and I just think, like, I guess in the, you, either of you can shoot me down. Kevin, you I think might. we just gave Barry Hurst just a, an aneurysm. He's not, the thing he's not is, even listening, and he probably had an aneurysm. He's like, what, what, what? I hear, I hear somebody saying something bad about Archie. I feel like if... You tell Saints fans that watch the Saints and love them and rooted for them in the 70s until more years. If you tell them Archie sucks, then that is like telling them all that time you invested in the Saints was totally fucking worthless. And it was hopeless. And they know it's hopeless and they know it was worthless. But Archie is like the one shining beacon of like, he gave us hope. He didn't give you hope. That was fucking a hopeless decade. And they don't want to admit it. Kevin, are you yeah, there? I mean that's 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 the exclamation point right there. That's it. And it's like, listen, listen. It, we all love we all love Archie. He comes in, he does the he does the play by play or does commentary for whatever. He goes on CBS with the SEC Network. You know, Eli and Archie and Cooper and the whole the whole deal. That's great. That's great. But my God, the man was not a good professional football player. I mean, think of, think of this way. Bum, who was – Bum got there and chased him out of town for Ken Stabler, who in 1980 was fucking terrible for the Oilers. And Bum was like, nah, Archie, we're going to get you up out of here. And the you thing, know, I, yeah. And the thing is, like, that. you can't really say that Bum was wrong. For you know, for wanting Archie up out of there, like, and and let me tell you, Ken Stabler. By the time the Saints got him, I thought Ken Stabler had been good with the Oilers. I look back at the eighty Oilers. Ken Stabler threw like fourteen touchdowns and thirty picks. They just handed off to, to Earl Campbell every play. Um, and Baum was like, "Nah, dude, get, you're you're gonna get you up out of here." Yeah, you know the thing about Archie, I think the, that error scarred him so much that when it came time for his kids to get drafted, I mean, you'll remember there was talk about the Saints taking. Peyton, if the Colts passed on him early, you well, maybe no, trying was to talk about to maybe. Him. Yeah, well, uh, well, you know, because the thing was, I think he could have came out in ninety. He could have came out in night. He could have came. He could have come out in ninety seven, and yes. the Saints were pretty bad that year. With and they were like, well, yeah, if he top, comes out, top five pick or something. Yeah, right? he would have been. He only probably yeah, would have yeah. been number one, and they were so, like, you know. So so yeah, so people were talking about. Peyton to the Saints and it was gaining some steam and I remember you know it was either a rumor around town or Archie may have said this accidentally to someone on air but he said he kind of said you know I I really don't want Peyton to come to the Saints you know and so he kind of had mentioned that like you know the franchise isn't in good shape and they're losing yeah he didn't want he didn't want Peyton to come into that situation I I think and then and then with Eli Eli forced the Chargers because they were so pitiful to trade him to the Giants. And I, I think that was all orchestrated by Archie, who was in Eli's ear and being like, you don't want to go to the Chargers. Losing franchise, you'll have a career like me, you'll end up like me. You got to go somewhere that can support you. That's good parenting. I mean, but you know what, though? That's good parenting. I think. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Rivers worked out fine. And the Chargers, I mean, they didn't win a Super Bowl and the Giants did, but... Could the Chargers have won a Super Bowl with Eli Manning? I mean, they had Ladanian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates. Sure, they could have won. It's not Maybe. like they. It's not like the Chargers have been awful since That's Eli true. Manning came to the league. Yeah, but they were sort of disastrous. Then, so yeah. um, 
So I guess uh, we need to vote on it, and then I'll, and the Saints uh, and the Saints, by the way, beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so it uh, shows you what Archie knows. <laughs> um, Overrated. <laughs> I guess we got to do underrated now too. Huh? Yeah, but we'll do that another time. Uh, so Kevin. Um, Who's your? Who do you do you vote for your own? You can vote for your own guy if you if you so prefer. Yeah, I'm voting. Yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, shouldn't we? We ought to put this as a Twitter poll. Honestly, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, because I mean, like our our votes are. I mean, just put it up as a Twitter poll, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll and we, I assume we'll just vote for each other's own thing, and yeah. that's you know. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's going to be uh, blood in the streets. I, as soon as this poll goes up, I'm going to have a, like a tweet storm from Barry. Uh, Good. Well, some, some feelings are going to be at hurt here. It's personal with Archie. Yeah. It's personal. Let me see this. Let me make sure I... Um, so, I mean, is there... Is there... Because Dave wasn't on the show tonight, but is there anybody that we... Do you feel like... Like honorable mention? Yeah. I mean, Aaron Brooks. Yeah, he, he he was underrated and overrated at the same time, but I feel like he's in the discussion. Um, Eric Allen he definitely gets honorable mention. I mean, the guy made a Pro Bowl with the Saints, and he was garbage. Who was that? Eric Allen. Oh no! Yeah, he wasn't really overrated by the fan base. The fan base hated him. But he was definitely overrated by media and the Pro Bowl votes and whatever. That guy was a joke. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think of who who else is like you know. Kyle Thurley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a. He's a. He's a <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I, yeah. He would definitely. He's he's definitely like top. I, I, t- saying top ten doesn't even do it justice. Maybe like top. I don't know. Top six, top seven for sure. All right, got to do. Pull- I feel yeah. bad we've had like half these guys on the podcast. <laughs> well, I feel like for the be over. Wait, we've had y'all have had Kyle Turley on the podcast. No. Yeah, have we? I guess I, I guess I interviewed him separately, maybe without you, Ralph. Maybe I don't. Maybe. Yeah. I've got Kyle Turley's number in my phone. <laughs> yeah, I feel like to Uh-oh. be like you can't be like a one hit wonder that fans, you know loved or whatever um yeah but wait a second wait wait a minute hang on a minute hang on because we're getting you know uh, otherwise otherwise we're gonna be screaming about brian milney in a second and, and we can't yeah, be doing that no i mean i feel no, like it, he's, he's, he's no, sacred you, yeah you gotta have like a you dare touch brian I, think, I think like to be overrated you gotta play for like a little bit of time like you know, like you gotta play like Brian Realm, he isn't really overrated or underrated. He just he had like a moment, you know? He yeah, didn't have like, like a Gleason. He's like a Gleason. Yeah, but Gleason played a while and had Gleason blocked punts and did some stuff, you know. Um but I mean like Yeah, I mean, Gleason maybe had more than one moment, but I mean uh, you know, Gleason never made a Pro Bowl, you know. Yeah. If you look at his stats, I mean it's nothing crazy. Gleason's more of a you know uh, I, I think Milne is an apt comparison yeah so i guess Tracy porter is another one i would put in that category mm, yeah i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of like overrated guys but i can't I like it's hard to 
maybe Stan like Brock. maybe G- like Gene Atkins and Matt like the same. Yeah, but it's it's a reach. So yeah. so we got a bunch I of. Twi- I, think, I think Brock is kind of underrated actually. Yeah. So we got Brock, would, Brock, Brock and Colston obviously would be good candidates, I think, for the underrated. Tournament. Yes, indeed. So we got a we got a pretty good uh, a lot good questions. Um, this is from William Kevin. Is it possible this is Drew's last year? If so, would we draft a guy or look to a free agent? Kurt Cousins, Tyrod Taylor. Like, what do the Saints do if they if it's if it if the the Breeze era is done? What do you what do you think they do for twenty eighteen? I mean, if I mean, are we, so we're assuming that Drew is just leaving or something. Well, whatever. Or... Like it's just it's over. Like maybe he leaves. Well, he, he's, he's not going to retire. I mean, he no. He maybe wants he to... oh, no, 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 no. He no, wants no. all he them. If Saints go seven and nine again. I I bet he will go somewhere and sign with a better defense. He wants to break all the records, though, and I don't know necessarily yeah. that he can do that anywhere else. So he's going to be kind of torn. Like it's going to be really tough for him because I don't think like if he goes like he can't get to all those passing records um say if he's healthy if he goes to like say like minnesota ends up being really good and they're like we're getting fucking rid of bradford bridgewater can't cut it drew come play here we play in a dome you'll be good like he's not gonna put like he's not gonna put up the numbers to break those records and drew Brees wants those fucking records like he does, and so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, Sean Payton will let him chuck it till his arm falls off. <laughs> but Kevin, do, what do you think they would do? Do you think they would? Do you think they would go after a free agent? Do you think they would draft a guy? Like, what do you think it would be? Oh, they, they I, if they didn't, if so, I'm a, so I'm assuming that Drew has so Drew has made it clear that he's leaving or he wants out, and so yeah, so so it's I, obvious. The, the, the team had then it's you're looking at a first round draft pick and you're looking at them probably trying to acquire somebody uh, to be some kind of competition in camp and potentially start. I mean, this is me talking, so I'm in favor of get a veteran in there to start the season, have the rookie on the bench with the clipboard yeah. and have him learn. Uh, I don't I'm, I am not a fan of throw the rookie. <laughs> on the field from the beginning. Yeah, and it's too you don't know, William, you don't know how the season's gonna go. Like if the Saints go seven and nine, you could say, well, I want him to draft a quarterback and next year's draft class is gonna be really good. But if you pick in twelfth, what you know, just because you want a, the best quarterback doesn't mean you're gonna get him. If it falls apart, Andrew, and he's injured or whatever and you go two and fourteen, then you're picking first or second, you have like you can pick whoever the fuck you want. Then it becomes you know, so it, it just like you don't you, the twenty seventeen's gotta play out before you say, Oh, they're gonna get a veteran or they're gonna you know, don't you think, Andrew? Like you gotta see how it plays out. Yeah, I agree. Uh this interesting question from Ryan, Andrew, if the secondary had been healthy and played to expectations, how many more sacks do you think the Saints would have gotten last year? Yeah, I mean I think Especially, I, I I have said this numerous times, I think, on this podcast, but when I go, I go back and watch these games from last year, you know, there were some games, especially against um, Matt Ryan against the Falcons and Matt Stafford against the Lions, where the ball was out so quickly. I mean, it was like pre-snap, they already knew where they were going with the ball. And it's like, boom, three-step drop, ball's out in less than two seconds. Defensive line never had a chance, you know, and... I think that was a combination of the teams kind of being aware of what the Saints were doing defensively um, and, you know, not just the sheer terrible talent. And, and 
you know, when Ken Crawley came into that game against the Raiders, it was the same thing. The car was getting the ball out so fast. Whoever was covering, whoever Ken Crawley was covering, that's where the ball was going. And, you know, as a pass rusher, there's nothing you can do. So I definitely think if Delvin Bro was healthy and if, you know, Kyle Wilson hadn't gotten injured and, you know, they had kept some of these guys, PJ Williams doesn't have a horrible concussion. Um, how many sacks? I mean, it's hard to quantify, but I don't think it's crazy to say they would have had six to eight more sacks over the course of the year if they hadn't been decimated at that position. So they need, like, they need a healthy, good ass secondary to have any hope without Fairly, is what you're telling me. Yeah, Kevin, this might be. I mean, the- it'd be a good start if Bro doesn't get injured and Lattimore <laughs> doesn't start. You know, I need to ha- open an Excel spreadsheet and save the best questions for the show because this question from Robert Kevin is definitely in the running for question of the year. Would you take 10 lashes from Junior Gallette's belt if it meant we were guaranteed to beat the Falcons 28-3 to in their new stadium? <laughs> Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You better like ten and retweet lashes, that puppy. Ten, wait, 10 lashes, and that and that is an all-time question. 10 <laughs> lashes from Junior Gallette to just get one, I mean, one win? 28 to 3 in their new stadium, though. I mean. <laughs> I mean, is it the, is that their opener? No, it's not. No. The, no. the giant, somebody called it the giant Chinese takeout stadium. Because it looks like a giant Chinese takeout box. Nah, nah, I prefer Megatron's yeah, asshole. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, but. Uh, Huh. Or, or Gutsy Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Ten lashes for that. Th- it's like it's one win. Like that's yes, the problem. But like, my I know God. it's 28 to 3, but oh. it's like. And here's the thing. Maybe it's not lashes? even their home opener. It's not Seven even lashes? their big fucking home opener. I don't care. How many I, lashes, Kevin? Okay, how many? Let's see. I would. Let's see. Five. I'll could, throw. I'll throw five. You could do it till I blacked out. <laughs> if it was twenty-eight to three, I'm not even kidding. You could just, you could just, you could just hit me in the back till I just black. Keep going, Junior. Just, just keep going, Junior, till I black out. I don't even care. The twenty-eight, that would be glo- like because the thing is, the Saints season, the way it looks now, it might. It, it's like it, I can object objectively say it feels like it's going to be terrible. And if you yeah. gave, and if you if you guaranteed me beating Atlanta twenty eight to three in their own stadium, that would be like a lifeline of joy in a potentially terrible season. Uh, you could beat me till I till I black out. But, 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 but see that that's an unfair question for Ralph because between the the Botox shots that he gets yeah, and, and the fact and the fact that he bleeds bourbon, yeah, I mean he, you're not feeling any pain anyway. You're already yeah, blacked out. It's true. It's true. It's true. But I would do it. I would do it for for Saints fans worldwide. Because that's how, that's how much I hate Atlanta. This is a good question for you, Kevin. This is from Alfredo. Rank the grill meats. Rank the grill. I mean, rank the It's steak. Steak. That's what you grill. Like, yeah, okay. Like, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to grill some veggies, too. But I'm grilling steak first. Yeah. Like, I mean, is it, like, like, like what are we talking about? Yeah. Like sausage is up there, but it's like it's steak, man. You go steak first. You go brats. You go sausages. Pineapples. Uh, the, pineapples for, high on my list. 
But it's pineapple good. is good to grill. It's good. Pineapple it's not, it's is not steak, but it's 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 underrated. Like grill your your you grill your fruits, people. It, it it'll change your life. Yeah. Uh, this Portobello is a, mushroom. Yeah. Uh, this is a good quite a good question from Robin. This is an actual football question, Adrian. With Sheldon Richardson apparently not garnering much trade value, what is the max you'd be willing to give for him, if anything? The Jets are in full fucking rebuild rebuild mode, by the way. Well, the Saints already gave up a second, a second, second round pick. Yes. Yeah. I I just don't think Richardson's a really a great fit for what the Saints do defensively. So I I, I don't know. I mean, you find talent, you you find a way to get him on the field, and you make it work. But I wouldn't give up more than a fifth round. I pick. don't want. I don't want the Saints. I don't want to pay him his his contract. No. The Saints already have cap issues. They're already dealing yeah. with Fairleys. No, I have a deep feeling of dread. I don't want, and I know I was Mr. YOLO for 2017, but I feel like that window is shut. I don't want the Saints giving up any more picks for people in camp or, you know, trading with teams. I just don't do it. You already gave up a second round pick, and I feel like that there's a 50% chance that that's going to be top five. Like, the YOLO door is closed. Your roster is what your roster is. You go with it, and if it Crashes and burns, fine. No more giving Richardson up. Richardson is damaged goods. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the the, the like it, there's no there like there, there's nothing to be done. Like it's fucking July third, you know. Um, so how do we feel about Drew Holiday being the richest athlete in New Orleans? Uh, quick, that can be a quick question. Uh, Kevin, who makes who's more likely to make the playoffs, the Pelicans or the Saints? The Pelicans. I'm not even hesitating on that one. I, I listen. The Saints. If the Saints get to six wins, that's a victory. <laughs> wow. I'm I, listen. I'm prepared. I have prepared. I am preparing myself for that now. Even oh, though I'm not going to be so watching. You're full, you're full on Ralph. That is. You're full. Oh, listen. I give me Never the conductor's the hat. Ralph. Give me the conductor's hat. Give me the red. The red neckerchief. Give me the overalls. And I will drive this train right off the bridge like the end of Back to the Future 3. <laughs> are, you, are you losing use of one of your arms, Kevin, as you speak? <laughs> and, it's all, and it's falling uh, into cat food, too. It is. I feel like I can't I, – I, Kevin, I, 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 my instinct is that you are correct. But I have to see where they oh, are yeah. post-training camp. Like if they can get through training camp – and did we, did we do a did we freaky Friday each other? Maybe I feel like if they can get through <laughs> if they can get through training camp, Andrew, and not be hit really hard with injuries like it seems like they have been the last couple of years. If they could get through training camp, and let's say they're really lucky and they only lose Anzalone as a draft pick, and maybe they lose um, um, Raphael Bush. And those are like the two guys that they lose are, are going to be out. Where do I find? You know, like if if that's what happens in training camp, then you'll be like, well, they, it's basically fairly is the only major guy they lost. Arms said they lost two, but they can kind of finagle it with the offensive line. When Ramchick, maybe it can work out. But if they have like a black Saturday, like 2000 and Hazlitt, where they where Hazlitt lost Cam Cleveland and Steve Israel and Rob Kelly all on the same. Like in the first that two that series. That team made the playoffs, by the way. Yeah, they did. But I mean, like, if they have that, 
then you'll be even feeling worse about six and ten. So I gotta I gotta see their health going into the Minnesota game before I'm ready to declare uh, they're fucked for 2017. And also, I don't want to declare they're fucked. It's June th- July 3rd. I'm pretty close. <laughs> you are, man. I see your text almost every day. It's it's pretty it's pretty sad. But I think the Pelicans, the West is just a beast, man. It's just so hard. It's got it's the worst it's ever been after like, this offseason. It's like, the, it's it's more pronounced the disparity in talent from one kind. I mean, they should seriously they should con- contract the entire Eastern Conference. Like here's the thing that's frustrating with just the Pelicans. Advance the Cavs to the to the NBA Finals, play a whole season with the Western teams and have them just play the Cavs at the end of the year here's and the contract thing, everyone here, else. Here's the thing like when the when the Pelicans went to the playoffs Monty's last year, they went 45 and 37 and barely got in on the last day. And I feel like 45 to 50 wins is their ceiling is their absolute ceiling. And like, if you told me they won 48 games and didn't get in the playoffs, I'd be like, yeah, sounds about right. Like, like 41 and 41 in the West, isn't going to get you in where 41 and 41 will probably get you like the fifth seed in the East, you know? So I just feel like the only hope the Pelicans have is like if a couple more free agents that are still out there will like go to the East and open up some more spots, but I don't see it. So anyway, this was a fun podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, Kevin, give us a 15 second uh, wrestling and relationship update, if you will. All right. So relationship update. I am seeing a lady. Uh, We've, uh, we've gone out on a, a few dates in the last few weeks and she actually is not petrified by me. She knows I wrestle. She thinks that's, she thinks that's uh, wonderful. And uh, yeah. Dad bod. Yeah. She, she, she enjoys the dad bod. We, uh, we get along, uh, get along very well. She's coming over tomorrow. I'm going to grill steak and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to be a regular old, Regular not, old happy 4th of July for you're me. You're not going to Donald Trump uh, that steak and burn it and dump ketchup on it, are you? If Listen, I anybody that puts one – okay, here's the I don't thing. Think, I don't think Kevin Donald Trump's anything. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, if you put ketchup on your steak and you are older than eight years old, get out of my country. <laughs> get out of my country. So, uh, listen, listen, I know people get all harsh about, oh, this guy uses Worcestershire or a one. Listen, you go and use all, I don't care if you want to douse your steak in that. I think it's silly, but whatever. But if you use ketchup, be gone and stay gone. You should have ordered a hamburger. Uh, basically. So I uh, said and, good then, day, and then wrestling. And then wrestling-wise, uh, everything's going fine. I'm working out more, so I'm, uh, people are telling me that they notice a difference, so that's fine. Uh, I'm wrestling Sunday, July 9th, in front of like 500 people uh, on the same show as Dusty Rhodes' son. Nice. Uh, Dusty Rhodes' son. Would, would, would is, is you like say a, you have like, improved People that know stamina. wrestling know who Dusty Rhodes' son is. So. Yeah. Would you say you have improved stamina? Yes, I have improved stamina. What? So, so I'm not going any further, Juge. I know what you're thinking of. I'm not going any further, dude. 
I don't know what you're talking this is about. It's me we're talking about. It's like a, it's like a, not, it's like a, it's like a hand grenade. I am not picking up what you are putting down. <laughs> so, so go to go, – you can find Kevin on the Twitters. You can find Andrew at Saints Nation. He's got – me and him are doing the quick shots all the time. He's got uh, interesting articles about uh, Michael Thomas being the best receiver in Saints history. The one thing that, that Skooks just tweeted, and I want to plug it again, he said about the, the 1991-92 Saint, Drunk Saints history that we did, good Lord, so much of the feedback from this show has been about people's Saints-related trauma, and that is absolutely true. My mentions is just filled with people going, in 1992, I was 12, and I got so mad, my parents gave me an axe and told me to go outside and chop down a tree. You know, so... But well, I mean, give a child a sharp object. Exactly. That's a good idea. Parenting, parenting in the South is fine. But the, the man, that's what drunk it. The Saints, man, pre two thousand six. Besides two thousand, that's all the Saints was was trauma. You know, you gotta, you gotta embrace it. So go to Saints Nation. Uh, find Kevin and me on the Twitters. Dave, yeah, them. find find Ralph on Twitter and pick on him mercilessly. For saying that Dalton Hilliard is the most overrated yeah, saint of all time. Fine. I, rather, I mean, shame on you, Ralph. That's terrible. I, I rather. I what ra- was the stat? What was the stat you were going to say? Oh yeah, that he he caught forty eight passes in nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Tor- 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 torpedoed my whole thing. But Third I, down I, running back, man. Pierre. Man. He was the, he was Pierre Thomas before Pierre Thomas existed. <laughs> So I, you know, but we can't all agree. if we if we agree on this show, Andrew, it, it's dull. But I much hey, rather I much hey, ra- Dalton Hilliard threw a better ball than Bobby Abair. Just that, saying. That is a fact. That is a fact. Probably better than Archie. So, uh, <laughs> so for Dave, who's MIA, for Andrew, for Kevin. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Bumble works, folks. It works. <laughs>